Hello and welcome to the Events Podcast, where we help you build your events empire by building profitable events while having fun at the same time. So we've had a bit of a break over the summer, really since the start of the year, you know. I was really busy with my company Apps Events during the pandemic. Uh, I talked about that on the last call with James. You know, we, we transitioned to doing a lot of work for Google, running a lot of online events, doing different stuff. Um, so I was just really busy, but I've really missed doing the events podcast and we're still getting great views. We're actually a top 10% of all podcasts in the world still, which is amazing as it's a very niche thing. But I want to say a couple of things. Firstly, if you enjoy the podcast, please get in touch with me. Like uh, most people don't give me any feedback and, and getting feedback really encourages me to make more episodes. Just email me at dan at appsevents.com, D-A-N at appsevents.com. Even better, if you can give us a review, uh, anywhere you listen to the podcast, please stop right now in iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Cast, wherever you are, and please leave us a review if possible, five stars, of course, would be great. Back to the podcast. So we, we really focus on helping event entrepreneurs run amazing events, and that could be people who run events companies, but also just as many people, maybe more, are entrepreneurs who just run events as part of their business. You, know, you might run events to promote something else, you might run meetups, you might run one big conference a year. This is the kind of people I want to help, you know, because I, I run events myself. So, you know, this podcast is kind of like therapy for me where I get help and assistance on how to run the event. So please, again, leave some feedback. Uh, and secondly, obviously there's a lot of costs associating with this podcast. I've got two people who help me out with editing and graphics and everything else. So if you're a sponsor, possibly you're a software company who um, sells to the event industry, then and you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, like I said, it's a top 10% podcast, please get in touch. Uh, we'd love to talk to you, danapsevents.com, and it'd be great to talk. So thank you very much. Uh, and now on to the interview. Welcome to the podcast. Just to give you some background, this is actually a set, we've actually recorded two podcasts back to back. The other uh, podcast I do is the International Schools Podcast with John Mickton. This podcast is the events podcast, as you know, where we look at originally just people at running events, but it's become more of a general entrepreneurial discussion. So I'm, I'm talking today with Ben Rouse. Now, Ben is someone I've worked together with a long time for our company, Apps Events, where we do, you know, Google training, consulting for schools, different things like that. And, and used to run a lot of our own events, at least in pre-COVID times. Ben is also a design thinking expert and, and uh, just embarking on running his own company. So I think it's really interesting to have a bit of a chat it, to check in with Ben and then we can look in the future as, as he goes on with his entrepreneurial journey and, and see what he's doing. Uh, and also learn a bit about design thinking. So Ben, uh, welcome, to the, welcome to the podcast. Hello again. How are you doing? You know what? You're finding this more casual because I don't really care about this because none of my customers listen to this podcast. Like <laughs> no one listening to this podcast could ever give me any money. So I'm like, I don't care. If you don't like it, it doesn't really bother me. But like, it's just, there's no pressure to make good content. Because, but I like it because I do get emails. Almost every week I'll get someone email me. Sometimes they'll give me a, they won't be impressed with something. But usually it's, it's like encouraging or positive or, you know, so it, it's good. Like, I know you do a podcast, uh, hasn't been out for a while, but I would recommend anyone to do a podcast. And I would recommend if you do it, don't take it too seriously. That's the mistake I've made in the past is because then it's just too much, you put too much pressure on and you never record anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, the reason our podcast, hi everyone, by the way, uh, the reason our podcast is, hasn't been out for a while. It was our, we, we set ourselves too much of an editing task. Um, yeah. Like, I did offer um, to use our uh, yeah. answers, but you know. 
the first few yeah, we like cut, we cut out every um or kind of so uh which yeah took a ridiculous amount of time um, yeah you should check it out the podcast is called what what do they do i think isn't it is all right yeah yeah which never seems to appear very high on any searches even though it's the only one called that uh, but what do you well, you know do? it's interesting because he talks to people doing different things but i guess thinking about it have you defined what your customer avatar is because like Who's interested in all different jobs people do? It could be someone who's a student, maybe someone who's looking for jobs, but then maybe they find a job and they stop looking at different ones, or is it just a somewhat general interest? You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, because we, we kind of, yeah, like the, the two of us that do it, like Dean's, what, mid, late 30s? I'm early 40s. Yeah. And we thought the audience was us because we're just people who came from an education background and were kind of like, wait a minute, school doesn't seem to prepare you for anything apart from... Yeah maybe being a teacher which is what we you know yeah, we yeah. did with a slight variation in between school and and teaching uh so i was kind of you know just genuinely interested you know just when you like go you go past a nice looking house and you're like i wonder what they do it's kind of, yeah that was the theory um or when you see someone i mean we dean and i presented a lot like through apps events and other things and again people come up to you at the end of an event and go how do I do what you do? You know, the grass is always greener. Yeah. Um, so we kind of flip that around and trying to find Have out. Have you seen that guy? There's an Instagram account. It's pretty funny. And all he does, this is the whole Instagram account. And I heard this guy's making millions. He's a young guy. He just goes up to people in like sports cars and says, hey, what do you do for a living? Have you seen that oh, guy? There's the meta version. He asks the same question. What do you do for a living? Just That's all he does. I see that that's a much more effective version of what of what we try to do without all the editing yeah, yeah. And, and all the rest of it. Also, it'd be more fun because he just turns up in like Beverly Hills and places like that and, you know, Miami and like, you know, West London and hangs out and just asks people about what they do, you know. <laughs> to, to a different version back home in Birmingham where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So on the entrepreneurial stuff, like we've worked together, um, and it'd just be great. So, so anyway, Ben, your background, um, former teacher, uh, and then you got into technology, didn't you? And then, then do you want to give a quick, like, take it from there? Yeah. So, like, I feel like teacher is the least entrepreneurial background you can possibly have. Um, like, you give yeah. everything away free. You're just more than happy to help anyone without, <laughs> without expecting anything back. But then, yeah, so I started work, sort of got a bit of training work, and so came out to Frankfurt, for an event which happened to be your event met you there and then started doing some training work and then um from teaching obviously started working with apps events and um sort of running the training side of things so that was kind of my, my baptism into sales and a little bit of marketing and just kind of you know i, I got a little bit of insight you'd set up a limited company you so you were you know like officially you were like an entrepreneur you know which yeah, I suppose so. I mean, just, yeah. It's interesting because that was my transition. I had, a, I had a job and then I, went, I became a freelance IT consultant. And even what that actually meant was I would just stay in a company for six months at a time. But I kind of felt like I was a little bit of an entrepreneur, you know. I, th I think it's a good transition. Yeah, I suppose now, now I'm trying to do it really properly. It's, it, I mean, it's interesting. The things I didn't think I'd ever be interested in, you suddenly become a bit more interested in when it's your own business. So funnels. Yeah currently trying to to learn about effective sales funnels um, yeah I, I want to get you to tell me about that you're using click funnels aren't you i think i'm trying to yeah so 
ClickFunnels came very highly recommended by companies that have nailed a, a lot of the use of funnels. So there's a, a, an agency called AJ and Smart, and I know they've nailed funnels because I count myself as someone that would be very cynical and we wouldn't get dragged into sales and marketing ploys. But I've been through their funnel and paid yeah. the money. So, so that is a, that's a great advert for them, to be honest. That, that is literally the best advert they can make of their service. Exactly. Yeah. So what? So kind of, is it, I knew I was in their funnel, but it was it felt I don't know whether they convinced me or whether I genuinely felt there was value there. So yeah, having been through that I, and and actually talking to uh, Jonathan, who's the CEO of AJ and Smart, about it. So they use ClickFunnels, which is the most US like bro type thing yeah. I've ever seen. Um, so there's a guy that like set up ClickFunnels, it's big salesy type stuff. And if I just if I just encountered ClickFunnels.com independently, it would be, <laughs> I would not go anywhere near it. Um, yeah. But everyone that kind of properly gets into using it says it really, really works. Um, so like a funnel doesn't have to be click funnel, right? A funnel is just get someone's interest, get their email address, and then yeah, yeah. sort of engage them to the point that they really want to buy what you're selling. Yeah. Um, but click funnels will essentially has a load of templates ready to go that you can use. Um, and you can make it as big or as small as you like. Um, so I'm just, just starting. And I, I looked at ClickFunnels, immediately went off it, wanted to kind of, yeah, get angry and, and run away. And then I went back to it, tried making a, a couple of like funnels from templates and then got annoyed. I wanted to run away. And then I went back again. And I think I've got my first couple of funnels ready to go, but we'll see. I mean, cool. well, I, think, I, think you, I think you're doing the right thing because I'm really getting into the whole sales process now, you know, CRMs and, and, you know, the funnel, I'm not using a funnel thing, but you know, the, what is the funnel? And I've been doing this business for over 10 years. I think if you start off like that, you can create a sales driven organization, which is absolutely the way to do it because, you know, like, you know, it's interesting. People say, I don't know if you heard about Oracle. I know, you know, Oracle, uh, Larry Ellison. Um, and I used to be an SAP consultant. You've got Oracle and SAP and, and almost everyone would universally agree that Oracle's a pretty crap product. Even, even Oracle consultants, I know many of them, you know, but Oracle was an entirely sales-driven organization. And, and like, and they, and they beat, they were something at one point before the rise of Google and everything, where they were like the second biggest software company in the world. And, and way, you know, way bigger than, than SAP, who had a much better product. And, you know, so I think, obviously it's great if you have a good product and a good salesperson, then you've hit the sweet spot. You know, but I mean, I think, um, I don't know, I think it's, People aren't, a lot of entrepreneurs are just, they hate sales, you know, they don't want to do it. And I think, I don't know, like if you can't do it, you've got to partner with someone who can do it, you know, or want, who wants to learn it. You don't, I don't think you need any skills. I, I like, I actually like sales now. I love the sales process. I'm getting so into it, but, you know, I put it off so much. Yeah, I, th I mean, like with the training that we've, that we've done together, I think, you know, there's, there's the, the apprentice version of sales of like the aggressive kind of, I'll, I, I'm going to sell you this paperclip type um, yeah. version, which people are kind of mainly sort of see or gets 
parodied in comedies and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas I think for for the training work we did, and we do, that I, I I think my sales approach was different in the kind of building relationships. Mm. Um and then that was kind of the you know, and sort of or you know, being seen as the authentic trainer who knew his stuff. Uh, and I've got to now start again. Um and maybe the you know, in time I can get back to that. But definitely got to take on this different approach of um yeah, well, of getting that, myself that off approach, the ground. That approach works when you when you've already got an audience, then you can use that, you can you know impress them and they can recommend it other people and da da da. I think it's when you're starting when you're going from zero to one starting, then it's like I mean, my, my first business, I mean, when I started AppSavants, it was called CloudSource Solutions, actually, in the, in the first iteration. I still see and, that email uh, shared on things. Yeah, yeah. But, and um, I just I just, I, I just cold emailed. I mean, it wasn't spam, you know, it was a small number of people and I personalized emails. But I just found I was living in Prague, so I'm technically living in Prague, although I haven't been there for a while. But um I emailed all the international schools. I emailed all the English language colleges. There's a few English language universities. And that was my starting point. Um, and then, and that was how I got my first customers. You know, it was just a, just a cold email. John Mixon, who's co-host of my own podcast, very good friend. Uh, and we worked together through three or four different schools. It was one of the guys who answered one of the, that email, you know, the first email, which is amazing. Um, so I think, you know, that's like, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to do outreach when you start a business, you know, I mean, I think everyone's terrified to make phone calls now. And I, I don't know if the cold, if the cold calling works anymore, but I mean, you, cold email definitely works. Yeah. And like the, like the, the funnels theory is that, so I have no Facebook presence whatsoever. I've, I've always shunned it. Um, yeah. But that's the that's often the, the platform that people kind of swear by. Like get an ad paid for on on Facebook that's got that that hook that people can, you know, you know, the is this a problem you see? And like for everyone it's like, yes, I absolutely have that problem. Well get this free ebook, get this free PDF, get this free access to this free stuff that helps you solve this problem. Oh, and by the way, put your email in, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then you get it. So that's I think the if you're of... selling to like an individual, if a person who works at a company is going to purchase this, or he's going to get his company to buy it, um, he or she, I think they could, you could get them to to purchase. I don't. Does it work as well for B two B if you're targeting com- companies? No, I mean that's that's finding the right person in the company, and I think that's where, I, you know, I'm having to sort of think about because. The design sprint, for example, and even these kind of custom workshops that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm offering, in theory, I'm thinking, oh, well, it, we could do a leadership retreat with, you know, the sort of C-level of any organization, big or small, and kind of come up with the company's OKRs. Or we could go into a product team or a program team and do the same. So in theory, I'm saying to myself, well, it could be anyone, but that doesn't really work when it comes yeah, to the yeah. sales of like, you've got to pick a customer avatar. Or, even yeah. that's a, I know it's a really stupid phrase to say, but it's true. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm sort of, yeah, trying to sort of narrow down those, what, who are the roles, who are the people who, you know, have a sticky, have a sticky challenge 
in in their team and just need someone to come in and facilitate their team to come up with some to sort of understand it better come up with solutions and and kind of go through to to give them that that focus that they need to then push on um in a short period of time but who is that like yeah. who's the who's yeah, the person yeah. that's really making that decision see see yeah. is an easy one to go for but that's not a it's not a straightforward process to get to get them to you know look at your facebook ad and also to see as that could be anything that could be anything from from me at the bottom end to you know like elon musk in the top end you know like it's just like it's so, so obviously, you know, in terms of your entrepreneurial journey, you, 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 we've worked together. You, you've done uh, the, what I think is the classic entrepreneur, which I think is the best way, which where we're still going to, you know, you, we're still going to, you know, work with you, so you still got some income while while you launch your entrepreneurial thing. Uh, but what are the what are kind of business lines? You know, what are the products and services you're going to do? Like and how I understand it is, you're going to do. Some some in person stuff and and launching a course. Is is there anything else, or are they are they kind of the two the two things you're going for? Yeah, those are kind of the 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 two main avenues at the moment. So for for businesses, it would be the either remote or in person workshops. So as speaking to the key, you know, speaking to my contact about what they want to achieve with their team, and then building out a custom workshop for them. So that's half a day with 30 people, or if it's four days with four people, building out those custom workshops. And and then, yeah, that can be remote or that can be in person, depending on the logistics and just the practicalities of it. Um, But obviously my background is education and it would be slightly foolish to just sort of move on without, you know, doing that. So uh, the design sprint process is something that I think can work really well in schools. But I think realistically, schools aren't necessarily in an easy position to say hey ben come to our school for four days and and run that process so the course is aimed at educators who want to run that within their own school themselves um, so they can run that design sprint process um because there are there are several different design sprint courses like people from businesses can take so say for example you're internal in an organization and you want to facilitate you know, you're on a product team and you just want to facilitate the sort of product development process or come up with a new product, then there are lots of design sprint courses out there. You can look, you can get all the information for free. So the course I've got for educators is more about how that could work specifically for schools. So trying to sort of tap into what I know about schools, taking what I know about design sprints, what I know about schools, and sort of providing a unique view on that rather than yeah, yeah. just adding another design sprint course to the to the pile. Well, the thing about courses is I'd, I'd love to have an online course because in terms of you running running in-person design sprints and stuff, I mean, that's that's great. But that's what we do. And it's trading time for money, you know. And you can scale it by using other trainers. And, and there's, you know, huge consultancies that do that. But it, but it, it's, it's, it's a lot of effort, you know, whereas pretty much unlimited amount of money you can make from doing an online course. You know, obviously you've, you, you've got to get involved and, you know, you might have premium levels where you're involved giving individual coaching and stuff, but, but I mean, it's, it's a dream business, you know, once, once it's going, obviously you're still in that trepidation of starting it, but once it's going, it is, it is the best business in the world. I mean, as, as every other YouTube video that's targeted at me, (laughs) it's like, how I made seven figures making courses. 
So it's yeah, it's I interesting. hope you end up like that. I would love it. Nothing would make me happier than if you became like internet guru, <laughs> Ben Rouse, like the Tony Robbins kind of character. That would be classic. Well, it's it's in, so you obviously like with the course bit. So I'm making videos, and I've set myself up to make a hell of a lot of videos. Um, so you, you know, Dan can see part of my office at the moment, but you can't see the LED light up to the yeah, right yeah, of me yeah. or. The, the camera and all these kind of also like a side sort of LED light box. So I've got, you know, a nice little sort of background yeah, color yeah, as well. Cool. So you get all that set up, but you're thinking, right, all that time I've got to put into it. And yeah, you're hoping that it does kind of kick off. Actually, what I've done with the course, I was making one big course, how to run design sprints at schools, for schools. And I realized that was going to take a lot longer than I thought. And I'd done about... 20% of it um, yeah. and I realized the 20% I'd done was the introduction and kind of the background to like what is a design sprint why how does it work how would you use it for schools and here's how you might prepare so you're ready to do a design sprint so actually I just chopped it into two and I've made the first part free yeah so you can do the introduction and you can have, have you released that what, what stage you're at right now have you introduced that has anyone signed up so both you can, so I'm using Thinkific to build the course and you can, you can have it so you can, people can pre-enroll. I know that that setting is not necessarily with me in mind. That's more like if take Casey Neistat, right? Casey Neistat's just, uh, on monthly has done a course where he's going to show how you can make videos. Now, of course, if he says he's going to do a course where you can, he'll show you how to make videos, people will sign up in a heartbeat because you just would because he makes videos really, really well. Yeah. So the pre-enroll thing I think is meant for people who kind of, you know, Elon Musk's going to do an entrepreneurial course. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can, I've got them both for pre-enroll. And actually I've I launched the free introduction bit and I, there's a few people enrolled on that already. So that is going to be the videos taking you through like what it is. And it obviously takes you up to the point where you're ready to then think about the design sprint. And that's where I've got a live call that I'll do with everyone who's on the free course and give them vouch code to sign up to the main course. I suppose well, it's a well, funnel, really, isn't it? Charge for, so is, is the main course ready then? What, what are, are you main course isn't quite ready yet. Um, yeah. So the free course will is due to go live in May, though it is ready now, actually, and I need to think about whether I just launch it. But it's due to go live in May. Um, I was thinking I'd do a bit more promotion to get a few more people enrolled. Um, yeah, don't do like, well, who knows? There's never a right time for anything, is it? I mean, I think when I've delayed, I think you don't want to put a half, you know, and not very good products out, but I think, you know, if, if you're not sure, I would release it. That's, that's usually my, yeah, or at least, you know, if you were saying May, then okay, why not say, in two weeks time, you know, like the week before the, the third week of April, you know, make myself look good. Like I was so efficient with this. I'm going to launch it early. <laughs> so I learned in my consulting days, manage expectations. You know, if someone's going to take you two days, you say it's going to take you three, you do it in two. Everyone's happy. You look like genius. Yeah. Or is it yeah. uh, under promise over deliver? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what, um, what are you going to charge for your course? What's the price point? Are you going to have different levels? Are you going to do this thing where they can do the VIP level where they get personal access to Ben Rouse or, or not? 
Yeah, so currently I've got like one price, which is like three nine nine dollars um, for the course. For the course. It's like, yeah, there's like thirty eight videos involved in it. So, like, it's I'd say it's a fairly substantial one because like for each stage of the four day design sprint, it'll be like day one expert interviews, and I'll do a whole video showing you how step-by-step step to do expert interviews how to facilitate that process kind of tips for doing it so that's what yeah that's what the course will entail is giving you all the videos to deliver the design sprint that bit yeah in terms of whether i have a, a tier for you can ask me questions and we'll do a, a weekly like coaching call or whether that's just part of it is is something i just need to pin down it's partly around the time of being if I'm going to offer that can I do it really really well so if you're going to say and you can ask me questions weekly as you go through the course can I commit to being there and being present for those questions building that community and I think could you do it like yeah could you have a community because like Obviously now, if someone signs up, they pay the three nine nine, and then at the end of it, that's the end of it. You know, unless you you know you could think about doing another course, but unless you had a community or something where they could join, be a subscription, and then they could, you know, keep getting access to you or some some coaching calls. They could have, you know, you could do an ongoing service with, with monthly calls and things, and you could start getting the, the holy grail of recurring revenue. Well, that's yeah. So I was thinking, it definitely there will definitely be a community. I initially thought is that a facebook group is that a slack channel you ever heard of sam ovens sam ovens no i haven't no so no. i like this is one for the entrepreneurs sam ovens is like the everyone loves him in terms of entrepreneurial stuff he's got a load of videos out I, I haven't really sort of delved in deeply but he recently launched something called school s-k-o-o-l.com yeah which is essentially a platform for for doing kind of course communities so right. you've got a community chat area it's kind of gamified a little bit in that you can you've got there's a leaderboard of who's engaged the most yeah. you can put a calendar on there for like coaching calls because um, actually if you there's another thing like it's called masterminds um so people who are kind of pretty at the top of their game yeah. have have started running masterminds. Yeah, which is, a lot of people do. Yeah, uh, and he. Uh, he's got I mean, I'm a, I'm a member of this entrepreneur community called Dynamite Circle, and it actually could be interesting for you because there's a lot of people in it who run online courses and things. So there's a ton of people who do that. But yeah, master they do masterminds. So they do it in person at their in person events, and they, they facilitate online ones as well. And it's, it's a big part of the community as well. So yeah, so I was looking. I was looking at school because I am part of a course community as part of school, and seems to be working kind of in terms of connection. So I was pondering whether I do that, or do you put it on Facebook where people are, or potentially where they are already, uh, a yeah, LinkedIn yeah. group. You know, what's the best kind of place to to have that where it's easy to engage, answer questions, uh, and just keep everyone kind of. Because obviously, then, then there is a potential when, like, I either update the course or there's a next level version of it. Uh, yeah, and people could maybe choose to sign up for a subscription 
when they sign up, maybe they get a discounted course if they sign up for an ongoing subscription, but they can cancel at any time. So let's say no risk, you can cancel this for the end of a course. Through, I mean, through Thinkific, again, like when you come to the pricing of your courses, you can, you can either have like, here's the one-off price for the course. You can have a subscription, which gives people obviously like, you know, you can decide what that subscription covers. So it could cover like five of your courses or any of the courses you ever put on there. Um, yeah. So there's a, a few different models there, and it's it's like how you know do I just <laughs> do I just kind of download myself into a Thinkific course over and over again um, versus the the kind of workshop side of things. Um, but I think potentially... It's like, tough to know, isn't it? And, and obviously it'd be good to have this in mind, at least, at least an initial strategy, because when people sign up and you've got something to sell them straight away, you know, it's tough. But, but you don't... You, 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 maybe you want to try some things. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd advise on this. Uh, that balance, I think, between happy to keep on churning around the courses, but where's the, where's the next impetus for the course going to come from? And I figure, I feel like that's going to come from the more the the wider variety of workshops end up doing obviously adds the experience that you can then put into the course of like here's how to build a leadership retreat here's how to build you know a version um of that kind of thing yeah Um, yeah and then it's funny i can sorry okay just an equally kind of balancing all of that so i can you know what how much time for the courses how much time for the funnels (laughs) um and obviously scaling yeah. to finding someone who really, really likes to do funnels. <laughs> I think, you know, I don't know, you know, like I think if this takes off, I think you might do less of the in-person events and focus on the sales and on the course, you know, because the funnels, if you learn it, like problem with sales is you never get, no one's ever going to care as much about it as you do. You know, and if you learn the funnels, I've, I've seen so many people pay people for services in the Dynamite Circle who didn't work out. Not always, but I think if you learn it, then you should just keep doing it. Because if you're not, you know, the thing that's going to take your time away from 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 creating the content and everything is running in-person stuff, you know? Maybe, but, but you still want to, you know, I think if you could run that as an input, if you run in-person with a bigger group, maybe it's a training event, that's more scalable, you know? I mean, I, I don't I, know. I think pretty much so the AJ and Smart story, so Jonathan Courtney... Um, set up AJ and Smart to to do UX design. They're a UX design agency, um, and they've got a massive YouTube channel, so you can see all of this on their YouTube channel. But um, set up as a UX agency, discovered like got frustrated with that. It's taken too long. The client would always kind of make it really really hard. Discovered the design sprint, so then start delivering design sprints instead, which is much more kind of it's this and we're going to deliver this and that's, you know, what we do. And they did that really well. Um, but yeah, he just essentially discovered funnels and that that was the way to sell it. And he kind of admits that you might be like, what's actually, where's that little circle diagram? Oh, I'll come back to that one. But uh, yeah. he was like, what's the main thing about this? It's like, we want to build the best funnels, <laughs> sales funnels yeah. in the world. And that's where we get our money from. It's not necessarily like 
we you know we deliver workshops but that's not actually what we really focus on yeah yeah that's a good point i think i think the happiest moment in your entrepreneurial life is 100 percent going to be when the first person signs up for your course and you're going to get that note paypal or whatever notification i remember it happened to me first time it ever happened i was like that was definitely the best moment you're like that's amazing you know someone signed up someone's paid yeah, I think there yeah, that and you'll end up the first of, person you'll be emailing and giving them loads of extra assistance. Yeah, you know, can I help you with anything? Yeah, that's what I did, you know. That passive income uh, dream. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there's no question. Like that's um, that's the best one. When first someone pays, you've created something, and, and someone actually wants to pay to do it is is the best way. Definitely. Well, in that case, then I better go on with some videos because I've got to... get on with some videos. Well, look, that's a, that's a good place. Obviously, I have, I have a bit of a. I, I got to go somewhere early today. Um, that's really interesting. What if people are interested in the? We haven't really, unfortunately, got much into what what design thinking is even on this chat. But that we can save that for another one. What if people wanted to check out the course just just to see, you know, um, what you've done, etc. Evolvingdesign.co is that is that where they can go? Yeah, evolvingdesign.co has got a link to the course, my LinkedIn, uh, my YouTube channel, where I'm putting some videos around uh, the workshops and design sprints um, and everything's on there. And you can also book a call through there as well. So, um, Oh, cool. Though I feel like, I, like I, I then need to come back and do another link in the future, which is like when I've got my funnels perfected and then I can get everyone in, into the right yeah, place yeah. to do that. Right? You definitely should, yeah. Well, I, I need to learn um, uh, ClickFunnels is something I should take a look at, I think. Um, I warn you, but yeah, if you ben, go to clickfunnels.com and look at it, you'll be like, really? This thing? <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the world of like really, really swanky websites, it, it, it doesn't... It doesn't no, 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 I'll, I'll check it out after this. <laughs> ben, look, best of luck with the business. We'll, we'll, I think this is great. We'll do regular check-ins. Um, and uh, thanks for coming on today on the pod. Thank you for having me. Pleasure.